Welcome to the West Rapids Podcast. Our guest today has been a part of ISD 318 for six years. He's been at West Rapids since it opened a few years ago, and his passion for his job is unparalleled. Hello, everybody. This is Mr. Lindner from West Rapids Elementary. I hope you're having a fantastic day. Thank you for listening to our podcast. One of the goals of this podcast is to meet various members of our school community and get to know them better. Our guest today is Andrew Almendinger. He works in our special education program here at West Rapids. Mr. Almendinger has a huge heart for his students and also has a great sense of humor. Welcome, Andrew. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Glad you're here today. All right, so I have my set of questions I'd like to ask everybody to kind of get started. And a good icebreaker I always like to use is, tell us what is your favorite movie and why? So my favorite movie is actually based on a Stephen King novel. Nice. So it's the Shawshank Redemption. Yep. Uh, so that's my favorite movie. Um, you know, to think about why, um, I really like its message, for one. Uh, it's ultimately... You know, a movie about about hope because you have, uh, you know, have this man who goes to prison uh, for a crime he didn't commit, um, and through it all, he's able to to hold on to hope, right. and eventually he finds his redemption. So there's, you know, my favorite. There's a couple quotes that are my favorite quotes from that movie. You know, he says Andy Dufresne who crawled through a river of excrement. Right. And came out clean on the other side. And I like the kind of the symbolism in that. Yeah. Because, you know, he, you know, to find his redemption, he had to go through a certain amount of suffering. Right. To do that. And then there's also the quote that says, forget that there are places in this world that aren't made out of stone, that there's something inside that they can't get to, that they can't touch, that's yours. And in that, he's talking about, you know, his hope. He has hope because he chooses to have hope. Right. And they, they couldn't take that away from him. I agree. I, I love the Shawshank Redemption. A movie about hope and redemption, mm-hmm. like you mentioned. And one of my favorite podcasts to listen to when I'm driving to work or at the gym is, is called the Rewatchables Podcast. And they do a, they do re, a podcast about the Shawshank Redemption. It's all about movies that are rewatchable. And really... Whenever I see Shawshank on TV or it's on, I always stop and start watching yeah. it because it's just an amazing movie. Yeah, it never gets old for no. me. No, great acting, great mm-hmm. story. It's one of those movies where if you don't get choked up or cry, you might not have a heart. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, that's just a great, that's a great choice. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, uh, everybody knows I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so I always have to ask each of my guests, what is your favorite Star Wars quote, if you have one? So I'm actually not huge into Star Wars, but I have seen the movies, especially right. when I was younger. I saw the the you know the original ones. Right. Um, so I was thinking about this, and I think my favorite quote has to be, "Never tell me the odds." Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I've just always kind of liked that. Yeah. One. That's great. Han Solo they're going through the the asteroid field or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And you know that dumb robots or yeah. wait wait sorry it's not a robot it's a a droid yeah, yeah get it right get it right, right. c3po um but he says that so 
Yeah, and, and in particular, that actually makes me think of makes me think of the Vikings. Don't never tell me that. All right, next question I have for you today, Mr. Almendinger, is looking to know you a little bit better. Tell us a little bit about where you are from and how did you end up here at West Rapids Elementary? Well, I'm actually from from this area. Um, you know, I graduated high school and from here, from Grand Rapids, okay. and um, you know, I bounced around in the cities a while, and you know, we eventually found our way back. Um, I think there's a similar question later about how you, you know, I think about how you became a teacher here right. too as well, or something similar. So, so part of this that that, that my answer will will be at that section. But um, really, I was I was teaching up in Big Fork, and um, you know, as far as like family is concerned, and because we live down here, so I was driving an hour to and from, and yeah. I really, really kind of uh, you know fell in love with that community as well, um, and really you know the, the my coworkers, the students I worked up up there with, it was it was really good, um, but eventually I just decided that you know it would be nice to be a little bit closer to where I live. And then also kind of where my heart is in terms of my job working with kids with intellectual disabilities. Yep. When I saw that there was a, um, an opening for that specifically uh, down here, I decided I better apply. That's great. So Grand Rapids alum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Okay. Next question I have for you is what is one thing about being a special ed teacher that you didn't expect? So, something I didn't expect would probably be, I don't think getting into it, I would, I'd realize that I would have uh, the capacity to care as deeply about the students that I work with as I do. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of in a parental sense in a way, um, when you're working on something, you know, so hard, and then to see them eventually get it, it's like... You know, when you, for example, like you have, you have your kids, you keep taking them to the playground, right? They want to go on the monkey bars. They're two years old. They're not strong enough. The first few times, you know, you, you help them, you kind of just carry them across. Right. And eventually, you know, you get to that point where they can maybe do a couple and then eventually they're, they're hanging there and they look at you and they're like, ah, come help me. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, you're on your own kid. This yeah. is your time now. And then to see them finally get across and to see, have that success and that smile on their face and just to know that they accomplished something that they didn't know that they could do. Now, that's just an example with my own kid and something, you know, it's just monkey bars. Yeah. But, but for me every day as an educator, you know, it's, it could be something as simple as like a CVC word Mm -hmm. and it might be, it might take all year. Um, to be able to put three sounds together, right, right, but to see that that success with them um, is is great. So I guess, yeah, I just I didn't expect um, to to have that um, capacity to care so deeply about the success of the students I work with. The deep connections, mm-hmm. and in your role, especially in elementary, it's a little bit different because sometimes you have the same students possibly for their entire elementary career, or yeah. at least for a good chunk of it. You know, yeah. where a lot of gen ed teachers have them for that school year, and they go to the next grade. Right. Well, 
you're with those students possibly for six years, yeah, K through five. Be, that would be the most it could be. I yeah. have some now um, that I've, I'm in my third year with with here right, right. now. So. Yeah, you, so you're building deep connections. That's, yeah, for that's, really, sure. that's really good. Uh, next question I have for you. What is the biggest challenge right now in your role, and how are you tackling it? So, as you know, there's always tons of challenges. Uh, I would say, well, one thing that's been a challenge for me throughout the years in general is, you know, so as, the longer I've been here, I've had more more students each year, and they also have, they end up with more and more you know, you end up with goals sure. and things that you have to, to track and make sure that you are um, taking good data on to make sure that you can make well-informed decisions about those students. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I, when I think about it, I think of um, you know, our director, Anna Lloyd. I remember her saying, you know, to put work into the systems, that, systems on the front end um, so that it's easier for you later. Sure. So one thing that I've... I've really um, grabbed hold of this year would be that idea. So I actually walk around with a binder all day with all their goals. I think, you know, so there might be one goal, but there might be three things that I track in that goal. Yeah. So I just take data on that, you know, kind of all day long sure. in real time. And I think I have, I counted them up, up a couple of weeks ago. I think I have, there's 66 different pages of things that I, that I have something written in that I'm kind of tracking regularly. Wow. So coming up with something that worked well for me, um, that was a real, real challenging because sure. it can be overwhelming at times. Well, this is a great insight for people who are in education to know the kind of work we put into these things for our students and working with individual goals for each kid to keep you track of those. I mean, that's, that is a daunting task. Yeah, well, everything's different. Each yeah. kid's different. Right. Uh, and especially doing what I do, you're coming up with goals and objectives Right, and they have three, four of those, uh, three, four different goals, which each have, you know, so many objectives under them. Right. And, you know, sometimes it matches up to where you have kids with very similar goals, but they're so far on different parts of it. Maybe they're they're both working on reading, but they're working on totally different, maybe phonics concepts in that reading. Right. So it, it, yeah, it's you gotta be, be able to really differentiate. Um, your instruction as you go through that. And that's true of any teacher. Sure. That's great. That's great insight. Appreciate you sharing that. Uh, So in your opinion, what is the most important personality trait someone would need to have to be successful in your job? So for what I do specifically, so I don't know. I mean, that's a, that is a hard question, which I'm sure people have said already. Yeah. Because there's so many great personality traits and there's so many different ways, um, you know, people go about being an effective teacher, you know, so I guess let me start here. So I think it's specifically working with students with intellectual disability. Um, there are throughout history, probably one of the most difficult things or what's happened is that a lot of times people have had, they have not assumed competence with those kids. Sure. Or they've had kind of low expectations. And I don't necessarily mean teachers. I'm just talking about broad historical yeah. patterns, yeah. right? People with, with those disabilities have, have struggled in part because of that. Um, so I always try to make sure that I assume competence 
and um, and have high expectations for those for those kids, because you know for for this job a lot of times you know research shows that they might need thousands of more repetitions at something um, than than you know a, a different yeah. student might. So, you know, in looking at that, um, you know, people might, you know, might see um, the kind of effort it might take um, to get them there, and they might think, well, they just can't get it. Well, there's nothing that says that they can't learn, that having an intellectual disability means that you don't have the ability to learn. Right. So with that in mind, I would say, for me, I think a lot about determination um, you really need to be, be determined. Determined, good. That that somehow, some way, you're gonna keep working at it with them. Right. And they're gonna get there. And then I assume that they're gonna get there. Sure. I believe they will. And and I expect them to. You know, it's funny because sometimes you know we're in our class and they might say, you know, some of the kids will roll their eyes at me a little bit because if they say, you know, this is too this is too hard. This is too hard for me, Mr. A. It's like, well, it's a good thing we're not interested in easy around here. <laughs> so, it's a good dad answer, too. I like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm not interested in easy because, you know, part of my job, to some extent, you know, you, know, you could say is to, to kind of, you want those kids on that, that edge between what they know and they don't know. Sure. Right? So you you don't want it always to be easy. You want it to be a little uncomfortable. Yeah, that's true for what, all kids what too. What better right? place really are we? Yeah. In a school environment to kind of get yeah that's true of any yeah, kids, but yeah. to get them to that point where, um, you know you can push them towards greater independence. Yeah. And you know you look at those skills um, that come so difficult with a lot of times with the students I work with. You know it can be so hard, and I I take it really seriously. Um, because, you know, if it's something as simple as it might be being able to write your name mm-hmm. or tie your shoes right. um, all the way up to, um, you know, long division with some. Sure. You know, you have that huge spectrum. But, you know, these are skills that they're going to need a lot of them. Telling time, yeah. you know, they need to know these things in their life. And it's it's practical and and you know, they'll be able to live such freer lives with the more skills that they're able to have and the more independent they can be in them. That's really good. That's really good. Real, real insightful. I appreciate that. Um, next question is, did you always want to be a teacher? No. <laughs> it wasn't really, uh, to be honest, anything that was... Well, I shouldn't say I never thought of it because I thought of it, but there's just so many things I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, I bounced around from a lot of different jobs. I've done all kinds of things. I, I, I worked, worked with the homeless a while. I was house parent in Florida, um, for, for kids in foster care or that had, um, I guess you could say they, they were not successful in a traditional foster care setting. So, you know, being 25 and I took care of them and, so I, I just I bounced around a lot. I was an EMT. I was I worked at magnetation in the lab. I was a house coordinator for a group home, and then um, you know I had a coworker um, who said that you know she was going to start teaching, and I said you can't do that. 
And she's like, you know, because she, she didn't have her license at the time. Yeah. And then she told me about how, yeah, at the time, they don't do this anymore exactly. But she said, actually, I can. I'm going to get on on a community expert license, it's called, because they really need people to, to be in special education. And I thought, hmm, that sounds sort of interesting. I wonder if I'd like doing that. Yeah. So, um, so I kind of just, I just applied and then I got a call and they hired me in Big Fork. So, um, you know, I'm certainly glad that I'm, I'm here and I'm doing what I'm doing. I really have no plans of doing anything else at this point. That's good. Yeah. You know, we don't want you going anywhere. So I don't, <laughs> no, good. I'm not, I'm not planning on it. <laughs> so, so yeah, I didn't want to, but now that I'm here, um, you know, I don't, I don't feel there's really anything else I'd rather do right now. That's good. I always have a certain level of respect for people who don't always follow the traditional route of high school, college, teacher license, right into teaching. They have this different mindset and they have a different understanding of what it's like outside of the education world and they come to teaching a little bit later. Mm -hmm. um, I always find that that's a really great thing to have that experience before you would come and go into the classroom. Because you just have a different understanding of how the world works a little bit, instead of going right from college right into teaching. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I think it's always really insightful. People have a really good mindset when they have the opportunity to do other things first, too. So that's great. I didn't know it about you, so that's why I love doing this. That's really outstanding. All right, my last couple of questions for you here. This is a fun one. What is your favorite type of music to listen to? Yeah, I don't, so I actually, this is a hard one for me, and it sounds weird, but because it's not that I, because I love music, I do, um, but I don't, you know, I, I like what, you know, whatever comes on, if I like it, I'll listen to it. Sure. Um, I do, you know, I do tend to, I've been kind of into Johnny Cash lately. Nice. I like Johnny listening Cash, to Johnny yeah. Cash. Um, also reading, I, I also think he has an interesting life, so, um, so I like to kind of look back and, and read about people as nice. I I hear their music, and if I oh, I like that song, and then I'll start reading about that person and kind of figuring out who who they are, yeah. what makes them tick. But I also, you know, I have some odd tastes. I I really like um, bagpipe music sometimes. Okay. Yeah, sometimes cool. I just think it's fun to listen to, or or I think bluegrass is really fun too, just kind of different. Um, but really, it's it's all kinds, all kinds of music. Good. So. Very diverse in your music yeah, taste. Yeah, yeah. well, it, it, we just had Christmas, so, you know, I've been listening, I listened to a lot of Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Oh, yeah, sure. Because I enjoyed that as well. That's good. All right, so last question I have for you today, Mr. A, is what do you do when you're not at school? Well, my favorite thing to do is to, especially, is to fish with my family. It's yeah. probably my favorite thing to do. I knew that. That so was good. Yeah, yeah I like fishermen. Yeah, I like getting outside. I like, you know, whether it's on the ice or <clears throat> in the summer, I love to get out on the boat. I enjoy the challenge of it, um, figuring it out. Um, you know, hey, they're not biting over here today. So, you know, trying to come up with with different ways to, to figure it out. And, um, you know, and then also a lot of times being able to bring something home that I can you know, that I can clean and eat myself. Yeah. I really enjoy that. That's and, good. and also just, you know, hanging out with my family is huge. You know, yeah. there's, you know, really, you know, there's nowhere else I'd rather be, you know, other than 
and with them. That's really you know, great. We, we love spending that quality time together, whether it's outside or sure. movie night yeah. or, you know, sometimes dance parties in the house. Yeah. Like, no one wants to see that. <laughs> for me, but <laughs> well, I'm sure the girls love it. But it, the kids the yeah. kids do love it. Yep. That's great. Well, thanks for sharing. I appreciate it. This has been a really great getting to know you a little better, Andrew. And I, I appreciate our conversation. Um, I want you to know that everybody here at West Rapids really appreciates the hard work you put in to your kids, how much you pour into them. Um, a lot of, we see it. A lot of people see it. You really work hard for your kids, and we appreciate that. And you're Thank great you. at what you do. Even though you kind of fell into it, you are you do you do a great yeah. job. So well, I like to say that I they hired me off the street. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean yeah. So, I mean obviously you know for for whatever reason they felt it was it was appropriate at the time. So I'm glad they did, and I'm glad I'm here. So That's great. I appreciate the the good compliment. Yeah, you got it. All right. Well, please remember to like and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite streaming platform, and never miss another episode of the West Rapids podcast. Thank you for listening today. This is Mr. Linder, and don't forget to be responsible, respectful, safe, and kind in all aspects of your life, and carry with you that Thunderhawk pride no matter where you go. Thank you.